Well, today a lawsuit was filed against the University of Nebraska, the athletic department. Uh, technically, it's the Board of Regents of the University of Nebraska, as well as head basketball coach Amy Williams, athletic director Trev Alberts, and former assistant basketball coach Chuck Love by former Nebraska women's basketball player Ashley Scoggin. If you will recall from two years ago, it was uh, it was almost exactly two years ago. Yes, where um, Scoggin was inexplicably taken out of the lineup and suspended, and then found out she was kicked off the team. And Love was also suspended and at the same time. Love was suspended at the same time, and then some reports came out about an improper relationship that happened between the two, and she ended up going to UNLV. He ended up being fired. And uh, today, Scoggin has filed suit. A Scott's Bluff attorney has taken the case. And it's a it's about a 28-page suit. But the allegations are essentially that um, Chuck Love, the assistant coach, was grooming her into a relationship um, that Amy Williams did not provide a necessary environment where these types of things should be allowed to happen. Yeah, like one of the things that was written in there was Williams cast Ashley in the role of a seducer and a liar. Correct. She allowed the players to berate and accuse Ashley for hours. That Trev Alberts, in his role as athletic director, did not uh, adjudicate the case properly from his level and did not create an environment where Amy Williams would make sure that these things wouldn't happen. Um, and so, you know, it's the usual it's the usual things in this case um, when you have a civil suit like this. Um, just reading from some of the things in the case, um, Scoggins alleges that love had pursued sexual relationships with students in the past. Now, there's no details into that, but she's trying to connect the dots that because Chuck Love came with Amy Williams from South Dakota to Nebraska, and they had been colleagues for 10 years. You know, they had, they had been together as coach, assistant coach, for over basically 10 years, um, and that Williams should have known about his behaviors. Mm-hmm. that happened elsewhere. Now, none of those other behaviors of which is being hinted at are actually spelled out in detail. But uh, according to the lawsuit, before August 2021, Williams knew or should have known of Love's pursuit of sexual relationships with students. The community of their coaching staff was tight-knit, as was the community of coaching staff and student-athletes. And basically how all of this is alleged to have started is that uh, Scoggin was working an internship program where she was kind of looking to the end of her playing days and looking forward to maybe coaching at some point. And so Chuck Love, who also was the person who recruited her away from junior college to Nebraska, said, well, you know, I'll be happy to kind of mentor you in this process. And so as part of that, she started working closer with him. And then as time goes by, as is alleged in the lawsuit, he is, you know, talking to her and asking her, hey, you should come out to drinks with us, uh, come out to drinks with me, 
also alleging that, you know, Williams's husband knew about what was going on. Um, and then eventually the relationship turns sexual. Yeah, uh, reading from... This was, I believe, the on three write-up said, uh, Love began messaging Ashley directly through Snapchat. Uh, this included contacting her late at night and asking her to meet him for drinks. Sometimes Love would tell her that he was out drinking with Williams' husband, and he would invite Ashley to join them. Ashley did not accept the first several invitations to meet Love for drinks. When Ashley eventually did accept one of Love's Snapchat invitations, they met in the parking lot of a Costco after midnight. Love told Ashley he had just left the bars. They sat in the car and talked. Love chided Ashley about not bringing alcohol and asking her, if I leave for a different school, will you come with me? And then after that, a few days later, and this is from the lawsuit, Love invited Ashley to meet him. Um, and she this time she brought alcohol, as Love had suggested. Love then kissed Ashley and asked her, have you ever done anything with a coach before? This interaction left Ashley feeling confused and trapped. Love had already offered and given her mentoring, individual practice sessions, academic coaching, and the implied promise of support of her career. It was now undeniable that Love wanted a sexual relationship. Reading from the lawsuit, Ashley was also afraid that if she reported Love, Coach Williams would retaliate against her. She was aware of Love and Williams' close relationship and Love's importance to Williams on her coaching staff. In her time on the women's basketball team, Ashley had observed Williams to lose her temper unpredictably, to in her, insert herself arbitrarily into seemingly minor personal conflicts amongst team members and to otherwise demonstrate loose boundaries. So again, she's trying to draw the connection that, you know... I mean, essentially kind of laying the groundwork for how she got in trouble eventually, Correct, right? that, that she didn't feel comfortable reporting any of this because she didn't think Williams was going to do anything... To her benefit. And my or, evidence or, is look at what happened when eventually she did find out and how precisely. I was treated. Now, yeah. the part that to me is the most concerning, and if you'll recall when this story first broke two years ago, we got wind that it was discovered because of essentially an in-house sting operation. The team went to Penn State to play a game, and the night before the game, and this I'll read from the lawsuit. On the night before the game, members of the team and practice players created a ruse to successfully confirm and record on video Ashley's presence in Love's hotel room. So when this relationship was going on, oftentimes the two would meet for sex on the road, on road trips in Chuck Love's hotel suite. Mm -hmm. The ruse included a practice player falsely purporting himself as Love to a desk clerk in order to obtain Love's room key. It ended in two team members confronting Ashley in Love's room. So to connect the dots, they get this key. They go and they, they wait, they, right? Teammates, a couple of teammates wait in Chuck Love's room. And wait for her to then show the, up. Then, then they wait for her to show up, to which she does. She is then confronted. And now reading from the lawsuit, they reported their findings and showed their video recording to Williams. Love instructed Ashley to deny anything improper and told her he would talk to Williams. Then that led to a coach to, to a coach called team meeting before the game. Reading from the lawsuit, at the meeting, which lasted multiple hours, Williams invited the team members to interrogate both Ashley and Love. With Williams's encouragement, the team members assailed Ashley, screaming and crying and using profanity. Both Ashley and Love denied anything improper. The team members then accused Ashley of lying. Ashley felt panicked, trapped, and profoundly ashamed. She could not, in that setting, with love inches away and watching her, admit the truth of what had been happening. Williams, 
cast Ashley in the role of a seducer and a liar. She allowed the players to berate and accuse Ashley for hours. She did not redirect or counsel the players what they had seen may be the result of an abuse of power by her associate head coach. And so a couple things real fast for me. Um, the like the abuse of her going after her in that moment, obviously, you know, it is, is going to read very poorly. But the thing that I guess I can't get past here, John, is them having this meeting and just like laying it all out there, given that it is a relationship between a coach and a player. Correct. And that what's the purpose of bringing everyone together in yes, that moment thank in time? You. Yeah. Thank you. That, that should be a you talk to the coach, you talk to the player. You know, yes. But you, the whole team. This come is in? yes. This is how you. This is how it's typically done. If you hear of something like this happening, yeah, the coach makes a decision. You're suspended. You're suspended. And especially if they're away from home, they carry out the game without them. Then the minute they get home, well, she, the, she or he, the head coach, immediately reports to their supervisors and says, "We got a problem." Correct. And then once they get home, then you meet with the athletic director and any other important personnel, including Title IX attorneys and representatives. Mm-hmm. That's how it's – I mean, forget about how the meeting is purported to have gone. The fact that there was a meeting, oh my if there was a meeting, is highly irresponsible yeah. and completely the way you are not supposed to handle yeah. this situation. I'm, ba- so, I'm baffled so if there by is, that. If anything else in this lawsuit is not true, that part of it, if true – makes Amy Williams out to be a very poor leader and having poor judgment because that is something the minute and and the fact that it took a sting operation. I mean, if it got to that point where enough people were willing to go to this link to find out if something was true and and get a key card, that should have been something that, that would, that, that obviously was then known Long before that, if people were going to that amount of length, they were just trying to, to get the last like bit of confirmation. Exactly, and to do it to go that far. If there's any suspicion, again, that's something that goes immediately to the coach, and then the coach immediately goes to the parties involved, and then the coach immediately goes to her superiors and takes care of it. Yeah. So that's the part of the story beyond all the stuff in the lawsuit that's very concerning to me. Yeah. Same. I'm I'm right there with Very you. Very concerning to me. By the way, just if you're wondering what happened that week uh, when they played Penn State, Nebraska going into that game was 19 and six overall. They were eight and six. That Penn State team would finish the season five and 13 in conference play, 11 and 18. But that was one of their five conference wins. That game up there in Happy Valley two years ago. Two years ago on Saturday, it was the 17th. So, like you said, pretty much two years to the day. And then just to fast forward, we'll bring Jack Mitchell into the conversation here uh, shortly. Eventually, there was a meeting once they got back with Trev Alberts uh, and athletic administration. Um, The lawsuit is purported to have said that, you know, basically Alberts took Williams' side in all of this, confirmed that she should be kicked off the team pretty much left it at that. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Love was on paid suspension until he was fired later that spring, officially. Um, and then that was pretty much the end of it. Uh, Scoggins alleges or says that the Title IX investigation was dismissed on the same day as Chuck Love's official termination from his contract. Mm-hmm. And for those of you not familiar, anytime you're dealing with a situation involving female athletes there's there's going to be a title nine investigation whether it's sexual related or non-sexual related there's always going to be a title nine investigation she's alleging that the title nine investigation was 
was dismissed the day that Chuck Love was officially dismissed. Yeah. And the suit is looking for punitive damages, um, among other things. So that's kind of the nuts and bolts of it. But there's a lot in here. Yes, there is. And it's basically, it's almost exactly two years to the day. Wild. Since this uh, in-house sting operation uncovered the alleged affair. Jack Mitchell joins us next on 1620 The Zone. Live from the Host Coffee Studio, this 